2004 Nobel Peace Prize winner, environmentalist, political activist, and writer, Vangari Matai quoted, we owe it to ourselves and to the next generation to conserve the environment so that we can bequeath our children a sustainable world that benefits all. Hello, and welcome to the BIS on Radio Science podcast by the students of Bangalore International School. In this episode, we, the environmental management students of grade nine, focus on human impact on our environment. Our lifestyles have a profound impact on our planet. Our choices matter. Around two thirds of global greenhouse gas emissions are linked to private households. The energy, food, and transport sectors each contribute to about 20% of lifestyle emissions. It gives us immense joy to launch our very own student-led eco-club, BIS Earthwise. We aim to empower students to participate and take up meaningful environmental activities and projects. It is a forum through which students can reach out to influence, engage their parents and neighborhood communities to promote sound environmental behavior. We hope it will empower students to explore environmental concepts and actions beyond the confines of syllabus or curriculum. Uh, to understand more about human impacts in the environment, today we have a special guest, Dr. Anshika Singh, who has taken our time to talk to us. Dr. Anshika Singh is working as an experienced post-doctoral fellow under the uh, DEST Women Scientists, a scheme at the National Center of Biological Sciences, Bangalore, India. She's a marine biologist by training who obtained um, her PhD from National Institute of Oceanography, Goa. She was awarded the gold medal for the best PhD thesis. She has a bachelor's and master's degree in engineering in the field of biotechnology. Present, her research is to understand the impact of anthropogenic pollution, particularly micro microplastics, on the marine sponges and explore the potential of using these sponges as the bioindicator of environmental conditions of the reef. We welcome you to BIS on radio, Ms. Anshika. So my first question to you, Ms. Anshika, would be, what makes sponges so special? Okay, that's a very interesting question. And, uh, you know, the sponges are the simplest animal. They are the, they belong to phylum Porifera. And by the name, you can uh, see that uh, they are called pore bearer. They have numerous pores on all over their body. And they use these pores to filter large amount of water. So they are excellent filter feeders. Also, they have very good regeneration capacity. So besides that, they have unique microbial community. You will be surprised to know that uh, the whole phylum, uh, you know, of sponges, they have a very unique uh, uh, bacteria, which is called polybacterium, which is named after these, these sponges. So yeah, the, their exceptional regeneration capacity, uh, efficient filter feeding capacity, and their unique microbial community. These all uh, features make them very special. Ah, that's, that's really interesting actually. So my next question would be, what are the sources of microplastics? So, you know, uh, the sources of microplastic, as you know, the microplastic are uh, really very tiny pieces of uh, plastic. So there could be, uh, all the sources could be classified into two broad categories. The primary source, when these microplastics are manufactured at the company, I mean, the size less than five mm, okay? And those are uh, size you can find in your fish washes and different cosmetic products. 
And the second source could be the secondary source of microplastic, where all the larger plastics are broken down into tiny pieces of plastic due to you know weather uh, weathering and various uh, different uh, physical phenomena. My question to you, ma'am, is that why are microplastics considered so damaging to both the ecosystem and the humans? So, you know, as I told you, the microplastics are very small in size. They are 5 mm or even less than that. And they have very large surface area. They can absorb toxins and pathogens from the environment. And they can, because of their smaller size, they can even enter the cell. You know, recently there are reports that uh, microplastic have been detected in the fetus and they are even in our blood. So it's really very damaging. They are definitely um, can enter because of their smaller size, they can enter the cells of uh, uh, microbes and uh, like uh, marine animals and even humans. Wow, Miss, that's very interesting. My next question to you is, why are we not able to remove microplastics from the environment? Uh, you know, again, uh, since they are very small in size, I mean, they are less than 5 mm, okay? And even they further these, uh, that is the upper category, and they are further broken down into smaller sizes, like nanoparticles. So it's really very difficult at, to remove them from the ocean. And at present, we lack such technology that can remove microplastic in an eco-friendly and economical way. So um, from what I've heard, it's these pieces are so small that it's almost impossible to get rid of them. So yeah. how can sponges actually solve the issue of microplastic pollution? Yeah, that's a very good question. So we are working on marine sponges because they have exceptional filter feeding capacity, as I told you in the introduction. So also they can grow very well in the polluted region. Like well, there are a lot of pesticides and there are a lot of organic pollutants. These sponges can flourish very well. Our research has shown that they accumulate large amount of microplastic. And it suggests that they can act as a natural filter of these microplastics. We are still working to understand how they do it, but they definitely can act as a natural filter of these microplastics. That's um, very relieving to hear that there's actually a way to get rid of microplastics or at least hinder it from causing so much harm. So my other question would be, how does microplastic um, affect marine life in whole? Like, is it very damaging or is it not that prevalent? Yeah, so, you know, um, again, because they have very small size and they have very large surface area, so because of the, the, that, they act as a very spongy material. I mean, they can absorb a lot of toxins, pesticides uh, from the environment as they travel. And uh, once they enter, because of their smaller size, they can very easily enter the cells um, of even humans and marine life. And they cause um, a lot of immunological responses because they are foreign material, right? And it has been reported that they can also affect the reproduction, reproductive system of these marine animals and they cause a lot of diseases. Um, okay, going slightly away from the topic, what inspired you to choose this career, career or path? 
in research miss oh <laughs> well i was not expecting that question but uh, you know um as a child i was really fascinated by beaches i i'm sure all of you must uh, love beaches but uh, i often like to see what kind of creatures are there i mean uh, as a child i would hardly recognize them but uh, i just uh, find these crabs shrimps really amazing i remember going to the goa for the first time especially to anjana beach uh, when i was i think uh, in my teenage and i could i i just love the diversity and the you know the value that ocean has to offer uh, to the mankind uh, so that inspired me to become you know a marine scientist or do something to uh, conserve our uh, ocean and its life oh that's great miss uh, i have another question for you what advice would you give to people or even students who want to get into the field of marine biology so yeah so you know um, i would like to suggest them to read books and the review paper in the marine biology field to get an overall idea you know i mean it's very important as a youngster to identify in which field you want to go because marine biology itself is a huge field and one should be very clear also watch all the interviews and go for the public talk of the renowned researcher in this field and follow them on their social media because it's very easy nowadays to connect with all these scientists over the social media and get their day to day updates of their research everyone is like being very like supportive right now and um, it's it will really help the young people uh, to understand their interest and uh, also get in touch with the experts and get some earlier training i mean some kind of internship program so that they, they can be very sure that they want to work in this field and in, in which direction they want to go that was some great advice ms anshika um so ms um what do you like the most about marine life and marine biology um i just love the diversity you know it's like so colorful and when you call the marine life i mean the first thing that is strikes you know the sponges are like the cousin of these corals and they are also very important part and there are numerous other uh, marine creatures which like uh, stay there in harmony so it's really a treat to eyes when you are doing a scuba diving and just observing them that was incredibly insightfulness um so how is global warming affecting marine life and what can we do to help yeah that's uh, um actually very very important um, uh, thing we should uh, like you know uh, pause and think about i i would say that um, uh it's um, it's a you know it's really um something we all can work collectively Glo global warming as you know can affect the coral reef and various marine animals uh which are the part of the reef because these uh, the high temperature can cause the breakdown of the coral structures which are made up of calcium carbonate so we definitely but we definitely can make a change you know the easiest thing would be the reducing our carbon footprint and by adopting a um, sustainable form of life using renewable sources of energy saving the energy and also saying no to single use plastic because you know plastic also contribute to greenhouse gases which again can lead to global warming yes um i actually have another question after mm -hmm. hearing what you had said about the sponges i was thinking i was actually wondering that if the sponges are filtering out the microplastics does it harm the uh, sponges themselves or 
does it not harm them no so you know that is the uh, like really uh, important uh, mechanism that we are trying to understand because here in our research we found that sponges can accumulate large amount of uh, microplastic and we wonder like how they do that you know i mean uh, how they are able to cope up with uh, these uh, plastics so there are like few hypotheses uh, which we are working working on we think that might be there are some microbial community you know which is helping these sponges to maybe uh, bioremediate these plastic get rid of these plastic converting converting them into some usual form of energy so yeah that is the research we are uh, carrying out right now do you think we'll be able to um, learn from these sponges and be able to reproduce um, their special features so that we um, like yes i yes i i mean we can definitely uh, i mean understand how it is affecting these plastics how they are affecting the marine sponges and also by understanding how they are able to cope up with the plastic we can develop some technology i mean we can design some biofilters you know as i told you sponges are natural filters i mean if they are naturally still now as we are talking they are doing their work right they are filtering the amount of plastic right but it has to under certain threshold if we keep dumping the plastic without any thinking uh, even the sponges they will not uh, be able to cope up with that kind kind of pollution so uh, by understanding how they do it and uh, by taking certain measures we will be definitely able to make some biofilters which you know uh, we can use in our wastewater treatment plants and uh, you know for water purification as such so yeah there is a lot of scope have these um have these sponges been used in places already and has it been proven effective yeah so not for the plastic but they have definitely used uh, for uh, controlling the pathogenic bacteria and even the cleaning the water column as such there has been certain reports where uh, you know uh, the sponges uh, Uh, they clean up the whole water. There was less pathogenic bacteria where the sponges were in abundance. So yeah, they they have been suggested for their uh, wonderful role as a uh, natural cleaners. Thank you, Dr. Anshika, for sharing your valuable knowledge and guidance. With that, now we have come to the end of our podcast. It's time to give our gratitude to the people who made this possible. We would like to thank the head of academics, Dr. Azra, for her support. as well as the department of biology evm and ess for coordinating and guiding this project we would also like to thank the it department for the technical support and last but not least all of my fellow evm students of grade 9 for the launch of bis earthwise and contributing towards this podcast thank you all for tuning in and do join us in the next episode